Welcome, my friend, to Earth's Final Countdown. This is the continuation of Unlocking Bible Prophecies. We're going to talk about three things on this presentation. The end of the world, Earth's Final Countdown. What's coming next? What is it? Incredible times that we're living in. By the way, if you have questions, if you have prayer requests, please uh, text us. Go to your text, your cell phone, and text 224 222 0777 or you can whatsapp us and on whatsapp you use a plus one and then two two four two 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 zero seven 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 or take a picture of this whatsapp plus one two two four two 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 zero seven 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 sms text two two four two 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 zero seven 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 Earth's final countdown. We're, we're excited about this series and we look at what's happening around the world on this old ball of mud. We know that something's happening. The Bible is going to tell us exactly what's coming next. Also, if you'd like to, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe and then hit like and then click that notification bell. Stay with us as we go to Revelations, Plagues Upon the Land. topic of today's program is Revelation's Plagues Upon the Land. We are living in incredible time, times that have never been seen before since the earth began. Three things are important, and we always talk about these. Number one is the end of the book. We are at the end of the Bible. All the great time prophecies in the Bible have been fulfilled. The next one that will happen is the second coming of Jesus. I'm going to show you from God's Word just what that means. And remember mama's prayers. I've told you before in the other presentations about my mother's prayers. I know mother has been praying for you. Your mother has been praying for you. Jesus is praying for you. Somebody's praying for you. Otherwise you wouldn't be here. And number three, God has a plan for your life. I'm the, I don't know what it is, but God knows. God loves you very much. He would have died just for you. He has a plan just for your life. Remember, we're talking about the puzzle pieces. We're going to put all these pieces together so we, we paint this gorgeous mosaic of what's happening next. Remember the most important thing, though, as we want to say every time we have a presentation, it's all about Jesus. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's, it's not about politicians around the world. It's not about countries or governments, but it's about Jesus. Everything depends upon Jesus. If Jesus weren't alive... If the tomb in Israel were not empty, I wouldn't be here. You wouldn't either because our faith is in the second coming of Jesus. The puzzle pieces that we're putting together, God's kingdom will be the only one new world order that will last forever. Prophetic signs tell us God's kingdom is soon to come. The climax of the battle of Armageddon takes place when Jesus returns. The second phase of the great battle takes place at the end of the millennium later seminar we'll be talking about the end of the millennium last time that we had a presentation the last one you want to look at that again because it's a bit it's there's a lot to it there as we talked about the mark of the beast phase one nine characteristics of the beast the dragon gave the beast his power the dragon gave the beast his seat he wages war against the saints remember that's persecution he receives a deadly wound the deadly wound was healed the world would wander after the beast. The beast would speak blasphemy. All shall worship the beast, endeavor to change times and laws. Remember, as we talked about that, the dragon was who? Lucifer, Satan. And the beast is a world power. 
and it becomes a world power that's not only political, but it also is a world power that receives worship. Revelation 13 makes this all very clear. We'll come back to that again at a later time. But first, I'd like to pray for you. Father in heaven, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for all of us that are participating in this seminar. Lord, we want to know what is coming. We look at the signs all around us. It seems like that we're living at the very end of time, and it seems like the Bible, yes, it is. It's clear. The Bible is telling us we should be awake and alert and study and know that Jesus is coming. So give us understanding. Help us to know that Jesus loves us, and he's coming back to take us to the heavenly home he's preparing for us now. I pray in his name. Amen. Revelations, plagues upon the land. By the way, the next topic that you will hear will be the costliest gift. Wow, the costliest gift. As we look at these signs, I want to turn the, the historical clock back and, and look at the last 20 years to see what has taken place. We're living, boy, as never before on the face of the earth, we're seeing incredible things taking place. Mindora Rebels, I was there well, the first time about three years ago, we'd been in the island before at different times with different projects, but Adventist World Radio was there. We drove around this place called Zigzag, and as you drive down the road, you come and you almost have to stop because there's a sharp turn. It's left or right, depending on which direction you're coming from. Now, this is a place that's called the Killing Fields, and actually what happens, the rebels have been controlling the mountains of this island, and Mindoro and the Philippines, for about 48 years. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. But the rebels would sit up on top of the mountain there and they would shoot down at the military as they would stop their trucks and make the turn on zigzag road and massacre them. The, the, the military, the, the, the general in charge there told us, we went to his camp and he said, we're getting sick and tired, sick and tired of killing our own people and being shot at and killed by the rebels. About 30,000 people have died in the last almost 50 years. Unbelievable. I'll tell you more about this story later on as we move toward the end of this presentation. You'll be excited and thrilled as you see a little video clip about what is happening with the rebels of Mindoro. Incredible times we're living in. All around the world we see strife, we see wars, and it's all a sign that Jesus is coming again. Like some young person put a sign on and said, this is the end of the world. The end of the world is coming. Well, not, maybe, maybe that is right. Maybe we're a lot closer than what I think most people really believe. Remember September 11, where were you? I remember so well. I know where Kathy was, my wife. I know where I was. I was in Portland, Oregon, just outside of Portland, in my car getting ready to drive to work, and I turned on the radio. I could not believe it. September 11, just uh, over, well, not quite 20 years ago, 2001. Wow, uh, unbelievable things happen. What, and we wonder, but what's next? What is coming next? And then, just this week, here in my country, in America, in one of our states in Oregon, they legalized. Can you imagine this? They legalized drugs, heroin and cocaine. I remember some years ago, not that long actually, being on the Amazon River there by Peru, going into Brazil, as we went down the river, we saw gunships. It was the DEA. It was military from Peru and from Brazil and the United States looking for drug lords. The drug cartel, as they came out of 
northern Venezuela and Colombia and other countries in the north looking for drug runners. It's been a horrible thing that has happened. So many people have died. Just think about that. The war on cocaine, the war on, on heroin, and all of a sudden, a, a, a state takes, passes a law that it's legal. It's no longer a problem. It messes up so many lives. We know the harm that drugs bring to our, our poor people, our poor young people who get hooked on these drugs. Their lives are messed up forever. But now it's legal. You can actually have it. Incredible things are happening. Signs that Jesus is coming again. Maybe you remember back in 2012, there was this Mayan calendar that was found and it ended on a certain day in 2012. And so people thought the world was going to come to an end in 2012. Yep. And they asked the question, can an ancient calendar really predict the future? Well, December 21, 2012, the world was supposed to come to an end. Well, here we are. And <laughs> many years later, eight, nine years later, the world hasn't come to a, an end yet. Someone put this little <laughs> cartoon up. It's kind of interesting. So you see that the rock that the Mayan calendar was found on, and you see all the carvings. And so one guy is asking another guy, so how come it ends in 2012? And he said, I ran out of place on the rock. <laughs> so it came to an end, so he couldn't go any farther, so it must end. Well, now we know the mystery of the Mayan calendar. The world didn't end, did it? The world will end someday because God says so in his word and the Bible. And we want to look at that because that's the only place we can find truth. Of course, as I think I've said before to you, if it's in the Bible, I believe it. If it's not in the Bible, it's not for me. Remember, also, I think Cammie would say, if it's in the Bible, I believe it. If it disagrees with the Bible, it's not for me. Both are correct. If it disagrees with the Bible, if it's not in the Bible, if it is not in the Bible, it's not for me. By the way, remember, SMS, if you want to text your questions, prayer requests, text 224-222-0777. Or WhatsApp. I didn't know much about WhatsApp until just a few years ago, and a lot of my younger staff here at Evans Wood Radio, they got me involved in WhatsApp, and so we communicate with people in, in Israel and in Nazareth. I get texts from them. I get texts from India. I get texts all the time from all around the world, in Philippines and Europe, on WhatsApp. And WhatsApp is a great tool to use. So you can go to WhatsApp, plus one with WhatsApp, plus one, two, two, four, two, 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 zero, seven, seven, seven. And that way you can send us your prayer requests, send us your questions. We'd love to hear from you. Jesus is coming soon. The next great event, remember I said at the beginning, is the second coming to Christ. Jesus is coming again. Here in Matthew chapter 24, the words of Jesus, the disciples are on the Mount of Olives with him, just outside Jerusalem. As you go down across the Kidron Valley, you come up to the Mount of Olives and they're sitting there overlooking Jerusalem. And they say, tell us to Jesus, the disciples, tell us when will this be and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age. The second coming of Christ is mentioned 331 times in the New Testament, 1,500 times in the Bible. One in every 25 verses in the Bible is about the end of the world, about Jesus coming and what he's doing now for us. It must be important, don't you think? With all that in the Bible, it must, God wants us not to be caught unaware. He wants us to know that he's coming back soon. He tells us we can know by reading the Bible. 
And John 14, 1 to 2, Jesus wants us to be comforted. Even though you have all this stress and all this stuff happening around you, maybe your life is falling apart. Maybe there's no hope you think. But read John 14, 1 to 2. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. Jesus is going to prepare. He's gone now. He tells the disciples, for you and his disciples and all those who believe in him since he was here, he's gone to prepare a place for us. He's going to prepare a place for us, a heavenly home. So he says, don't be afraid. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Matthew 24, 36, back to Jesus' words on the Mount of Olives. But of that day and hour knows no man, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. I just turned on my cell phone this morning and there was a prophecy about the end of the world. Wow, I thought, interesting. The Bible says nobody knows. Nobody knows when. We know the signs, we know it's near, and that's what we're looking at. But for the day and the hour, we don't know for sure because that's what Jesus said. He did say there would be false Christ that would tell us. <laughs> that's right, many false Christ. Matthew 24, 11 and 24, then many false prophets will arise up and deceive many for false Christ and false prophets will arise and show great signs and wonders. Can you imagine that? Great things are going to happen. Don't be fooled. That's why you need to stay with this series. We will show you how Jesus is coming, what is coming next from the Bible. Remember, if it's in the Bible, I believe it. If it's not in the Bible, it's not for me. Stick to the Bible, to the Word of God. Stick to the Bible. I read a story once. It was World War II in Europe. There was a pastor. He was out visiting his parishioners and church members. And he went to this one church member. He was an older man all by himself. And he always liked to read the Bible from him. And, and so he, when he get to a place, he would read a scripture from the person's Bible. So he said, could I have your Bible so I could read a scripture and I'll leave it with you. Then we'll have prayer. And the, the old parishioner brought out his Bible, the old church member, and he, lit, he pulled it up. And it was about like this, thin. He said, my word, what did you do to your Bible? Oh, the old man said, well, you would tell me that we couldn't believe in, in the Genesis flood. And so I tore it out. You told me we couldn't believe in the, the creation of the world, so I tore it out. You told me we couldn't believe in the prophets, so I tore it out. You told me we couldn't believe in on and on and on. And so he said, this is all I have left. My friend, all scripture is given by inspiration of God, the Bible says. You can count on what God says. If it's in the Bible, I believe it. If it's not in the Bible, it's not for me. So Jesus is telling us there will be false Christ and false prophets. Wow. We see that all over the world. Revelation 13, 3, and all the world marveled and followed the beast. Remember the beast is this political power that we studied about last presentation, this political religious power. They followed the beast, which is the false prophet. Let's go to Revelation 13, 13 and 14. Again, reading these texts from God's word, he performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down from heaven on the earth to, in the sight of men, 
and he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast. For they are spirits of demons, performing signs, which go out to the kings of the earth and the whole world to gather them to the battle of the great day of God Almighty. Wow, it's incredible things happening in the world today. Cult experts tell us, tells us there are over a thousand cults just in America alone. By the way, have you ever wondered when somebody says, I had a vision, I had a dream, or did you read the dream that so-and-so had? Can, do, you know, do you know how to tell if it's really true? There are several topics that you can find even on your cell phone when you, when you search for it, but two of the main ones are Jeremiah 28, 9, predictions come true. Can, can you imagine a prophet who, who uh, says, I'm a prophet and I receive messages from God, but I'm only true 10% of the time, maybe 20% of the time? No. In the Bible, it says here in Jeremiah, all predictions will come true. The second one is, the message agrees to the Bible, to the law and to the testimony, to the Bible. If they don't agree with this word, there's no light in them. And that's Isaiah 8.20. So Isaiah 8.20, read that over and over again. What people say have to agree with the Bible. Remember, <laughs> if it's in the Bible, I believe it. If it's not in the Bible, it's not for me. That's why we keep saying that. That will keep us on course and we won't be on one side and what and in Oklahoma I, I grew up we have bar ditches and, and North Dakota where Kathy grew up they call them just greater ditches but I like the word bar ditches and I have told people before don't get in the right bar ditch or the left bar ditch stay on the road stay focused on Jesus and that's where we'll find truth and we won't become mixed up then International conflicts, another sign. Yes, many of them. Wow, the things happening in Matthew 24, 6 and 7. You will hear, Jesus said, there on the Mount of Olives again, talking to the disciples. You'll hear of wars and rumors of wars, for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. In the 20th century, just past 20 years back, it was the bloodiest century of all. 180 million people died. But we, are, we believe that the 21st century, what we're seeing will be bloodier still, worse yet. What's to come? We, we know as what has happened after 9-11 and then the Islamic terrorists and the ISIS. Wow, incredible things. It's still coming and coming and coming though. Revelation 16, 14. For they are the spirits of demons, remember, performing signs which go out to the kings of the earth and the whole world together to the great day of God Almighty. Some call this the battle of Armageddon. We'll come to that in just a second. Revelation 16, 16 actually talks about this battle, the battle of Armageddon. This war encompasses the whole world though, not a regional battle in the valley of Megiddo. Not long ago, we were in Nazareth. I was with my friend Weesam Ali and Kathy and Cammie. We were standing there on a hill outside Nazareth and I said to Weesom, I said, now he lives there and he, he, he's, he's one of our pastors. And I'll tell you stories about him later. But I said to Weesom, is that, is that Megiddo? Yes, it is. I said, okay, so on the other side of Megiddo is a Mount Carmel where Elijah, yes. I said, well, that's the battle. That, that, that is where they say that Armageddon is going to be fought. Of course, Armageddon is a worldwide battle. And it's not going to be fought just in that little valley in Israel. Wow, it's coming soon. And remember what the Bible says. If it's in the Bible, I believe it. If it's not in the Bible, it's not for me. World War III, it's going to be a horrible time, and it's coming.
War is a major world business. A trillion dollars spent annually on war. It's incredible. It's, it's, it just happens and happens and happens. Let me just share with you a few things. Congo conflicts. Let, let's go to the Congo. We lived there for some 10 years. It was Zaire then. Uh, it, it, they say that uh, they estimate maybe 5 million lives died in 10 years. Uh, <laughs> actually, some reports say up to 10 million. Reports of war and disease and malnutrition. The most conflicts since World War II. In Kinshasa, uh, the capital, war, disease, and malnutrition are killing 45,000 Congolese every month in conflict-driven humanitarian crisis that has claimed 5.4 million victims in nearly a decade. In one report said over 10 million. By the way, did you know that Adventist World Radio has a new radio station right there in Kinshasa? That's the largest French-speaking well, it's debatable between Paris and there. French-speaking city in the world. Adventist Wood Radio is broadcasting now 24-7 all across that huge metropolis. They speak French. Lingala is the next language, but French is the official language. The Congo's loss is equivalent, they say, in the last 10 years to the entire population of Denmark or the state of Colorado. It's, it's amazing, just amazing. First Thessalonians 5.3 for when they say peace and safety, peace and safety, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains upon the pregnant woman and they shall not escape. One United Nations diplomat said, we have tried so hard and we have failed so miserably to find peace and it's just not working. No one world government is going to take care of it. Oh, they'll try. They'll try to pull it all together. Remember we saw in the first presentation, watch that if you haven't. They'll try to pull it all together. No one world government. God has a plan, and his plan is his government that he will set up in the end when he comes the second time. Matthew 24, 7, there will be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in various places, Jesus said. We know that 38 million people worldwide right now, you can check it on Google, check it on your cell phone, have AIDS infection. UN says half of the teens in Africa will die of AIDS. In Africa, about j just today, over 10 million children are orphans as their parents have died of AIDS. We have friends actually up on Lake Victoria. They went there on a mission trip with us and preached a series of meetings just like this one. And afterwards, they had such a heart to, they had all these children running around with no parents. The parents have died. And so they started these little homes and a feeding program and raising vegetables and, for these children and feeding them. And it's been a wonderful thing to take care of them. That's what Adventist World Radio, those kinds of things is what we do. As you look at the pestilences, the worst one probably ever in the history of the world was the Black Death, the bubonic plague, as rats infested came in and they circled and they went throughout Europe. They don't know, 75 to 200 million people died. You know, we, we think now with the COVID-19 that this is the worst thing that's ever happened. It's not, it's happened before. But there will be an end. Remember SARS? Remember mad cow disease? Remember Hanaya virus? Ebola virus. By the way, Ebola, that started in Zaire. We flew our mission plane into the little city where it started that just before it started there, when we were missionaries there. Ebola virus comes from, well, they think probably that some of the people got hungry. They trapped some green monkeys and they killed them and ate them. And somehow they got this Ebola virus. Then there's the bird flu. Then H1N1. Then the West Nile virus, 
H H five N one, and now the COVID nineteen and COVID COVID COVID. Well, it will continue. Jesus is coming soon. It's a sign. These pestilences. That's what Jesus said. A sign of his coming. Dr. John Stanford is a very wealthy person. He had all these clinics and things and did lots of research on mutations. And after doing all this research, he, he made a statement on genetic anthropy. He said, we are all headed downhill genetically. This is different now because people have said, no, it's getting better and better and we're going to we'll live forever and et cetera. No, science, is, it's just the opposite. And by the way, Dr. Stanford became a Christian when he started. He did these genetic studies, long-term range predictions. We are all headed downhill genetically, very rapidly, in fact, toward complete genetic meltdown. When that happens, the human race will be no more. But that's not what the Bible says. It says Jesus is going to come back just before that happens. Don't count on medical science. Don't count on the governments. Count on Jesus. Jesus also talked about our economy. Whew, that's, that's a big one. Have you ever watched a retirement fund or put money in the bank and see it gone? Or have you ever tried to, to, to hide money under your, <laughs> under your pillow and then have someone break in and steal it? Well, economy is a terrible thing and you just can't count on, on it. Actually, James in the Bible 5, 2 says, your riches have rotted, and your clothes and are moth-eaten, and your gold and silver have rusted. Well, that's what's going to happen to you. That's why Jesus says, store up your treasures in heaven. Don't store them down here below where rust and moth dust corrupt. Wow, <laughs> so you've got to put, you can only count, you, you can't bank on banks. You can't bank on Wall Street. You can't bank on your retirement fund. You need to bank and put your trust in Jesus, in Jesus. Newsweek talks about all the time, the papers talk about the economy crisis coming. Our total national debt in my country is $27 trillion. But the scary thing is, I looked at, I remember I had some figures from six years ago, it was $17 trillion then, now it's $27 trillion. Can you imagine that? Unbelievable. Ecology, well, we know that it's getting worse and worse and worse. Revelation eleven eighteen. it says, and those who fear your name, small and great, should destroy those who destroy the earth. Yes, God is saying we are destroying the earth. And in the end, it, it's not God if we destroy ourselves. Well, that is not good news, folks. It is not at all. 46 million in America, in our, my country, have drugs in their water. That's right. Can you imagine? So you don't have to get a shot of penicillin or take a pill for an antibiotic. It's already in the water. Just drink a glass of water. It's been said that testing revealed trace amounts of pharmaceuticals in drinking water supplies. More Americans are affected by the problem than previously thought. At least 46 million of us in my country are affected by pharmaceuticals in our water. Wow! <laughs> That's absolutely amazing. Remember Revelation? 11:18 destroy those who destroy the earth the earth is being destroyed earthquakes and tornadoes this is an incredible one i don't know if you've ever been in an earthquake i have i'll tell you the second in matthew 24 7 says there will be famines pestilence and earthquakes in various places tornadoes are absolutely amazing i'm from the state of oklahoma and it's kind of what we call tornado alley 
in Moore, Oklahoma, not too far from where I grew up in 1999, there was a tornado there. It, it was recorded the fastest wind speed on planet Earth, 318 miles per hour. That is unbelievable. 318 miles per hour. Near our home, there was this shopping center and Kathy and I used to go there to shop. It was fun. We went there after that, after 1999, and we found well, <laughs> there was nothing there. Just cement slabs where the buildings had been, all gone, wiped away. Uh, and and Tacloban in November of 2013, we were in the Philippines and just left when the typhoon Haya uh, it, it displaced 4.1 million people. Unbelievable. I have a picture here I want to show you. This is of a of a church, one of our churches there, uh, where the, the, the uh, tornado came through, the hurricane hit and it's still standing. People were inside praying. The only building still standing in that whole area of the town. Amazing. Then in 2010, maybe you remember January 12. Wow, the earthquake hit Haiti. 250,000 people died. 250,000 people. Luke 21:11, and there will be great earthquakes in various places and famines and pestilence and there will be fearful sights and signs from heaven. I was in California in 1994, January 7th. It was 4.30 a.m. in the morning, and I was up on about the fourth or fifth floor of the hotel, and all of a sudden the floor started shaking. I wonder what was happening. I'd never been in an earthquake before, and I stood up, and I, I couldn't stand up, and so I laid back down in bed. I heard somebody slammed the door and they ran downstairs and jumped into the car and drove off. I don't know where they were going, but it was a terrible earthquake, a magnitude of 6.7. The earth came straight up 12 feet and dropped straight down. It was called the Northridge earthquake in, in Southern California. Incredible, incredible. 12 feet up, 12 feet down. That's what, about four meters up and four meters down. Just really devastated. Earthquakes. They're happening all the time, all the time now around the world. It's just unbelievable. I want to tell you a story. On the farm in Oklahoma, mom and dad had a little doggy uh, by the name of Jill, a little white dog. And she had a number of puppies over the years. And finally, she got to the age where she couldn't have puppies anymore. Just a sweet dog. My dad loved her. Jill, Jill would always go with him in his pickup truck. He had a red and white pickup and he would go out and check on the dairy cows. Just uh, loved Jill, a beautiful little doggy. Then one day we, they, they had this mother cat and she had a litter of six, seven little babies. And, and she was out on the highway hunting one day uh, and she got killed. And so here these babies are meowing, 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 meowing. And Jill is listening and she's looking for mother and she can't find the mother. She's going to tell mommy, mommy, come quickly and feed your babies. And they kept meowing, meowing. And said, do you know what? Jill, Jill laid down and somehow God spoke to her. And it's amazing. We're fearfully and wonderfully made, the Bible tells us. And she started lactating. She started giving milk and she raised those baby kitties. I was there. I saw it with my own eyes. I could not believe it. Kitty cats sucking, nursing from a mother dog. <laughs> and she raised them. It was amazing. You know, God takes care of us even though we do crazy things and we get all messed up in our lives. Remember, keep looking up.
Jesus loves you very much. He would have died just for you. Luke 21, 25, and there'll be signs and on the earth, distress of nations and perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, the tsunamis, the death toll, raised and raised over 50,000 deaths. It, it was unbelievable. Luke 21, 26, men's heart will be failing them for fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth. People are scared. They are. There's no reason to be. That's why I started out with a text. Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in me, believe also in God. In my Father's house are many mansions. I go to prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again, that where I am there you may be also. Well, Jesus wants us to know. We don't have to be afraid. He loves you very much. Matthew 24, 37, it tells us as the days of Noah were, also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Remember all the people who thought, the world was coming to an end. Actually, there only eight, Noah and his family. They built the ship and the people laughed at him. And it wasn't until they entered the ark and it started to rain. Then they realized it was too late. We don't want to be too late. Don't be too late. Read God's word. Trust the Bible. When God says something, we can believe what he says. Don't believe every voice that you hear. And by the way, divorce rates. It's unbelievable. It used to be back 1900 that people didn't get a divorce. It was one in every 12 marriages about. But today, every two marriages or so, there's at least one divorce, and it's just unbelievable what is happening about around our world morally. People live together, they're not married, they don't plan on getting married, and if they don't like each other, they just leave, and we have these kinds of relationships going on around the world. Politically, the corruption is unbelievable in my country, and China, and Russia, and your country. We don't like even reading the news because you know oftentimes what you read in the news you can't really believe. It depends. The news media used to be news. They report what is happening. Not anymore. It's, it's opinions. It's, it's all mixed with some truth and some error, and they want to emphasize certain things that aren't really true, and they, they have no ethics like they should. Pornographic sales. Uh, you know, it, it just goes up and up and up and up. You can't believe how people are so mixed up. And now that we have our cell phones and the Androids and the iPads and the TV commercials and shopping, oh, you see, it's right at our fingertips. And our young people, wow, you had to watch your kids. Make sure if they're playing on the computer, you know what they're looking at and, and lock certain areas so they can't look at it. Matthew 24, 37, but as the nays of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. We're living... <laughs> in a very, well, I remember reading one time when Billy Graham was preaching. He said, if the Lord doesn't come soon, he's going to have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, the cities that were burned on the plain during Abraham's time a lot. So things are getting worse and worse and worse. We know that these are signs that Jesus is coming soon. And the violence, and the violence, the riots, oh, unbelievable. Things happening in our country, around the world, and we, we see it on the news and we think, wow, how can people be so mean? 10 million violent crimes committed every year in America. Just, just amazing. Second Timothy 3, 1 says, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. Bad times, scary times, they're coming on the face of the earth. Matthew 24, 14 says also, and this gospel of the kingdom, this is the best sign, the last sign. And this gospel of the kingdom, this is the very best one. You like this very much. We'll be preaching all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. 
Remember the text, probably the best known text in the Bible. Yeah, it, it, I'm sure it is. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God loves the world. Yeah. Jesus said, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world. All the world. So when this gospel goes all around this old ball of mud and it's complete, everybody's heard about Jesus and had the opportunity to make a, a choice. When everybody's heard about Jesus, wow, then the end will come. Let me share a few things with you. Just amazing that it's happening. Hundreds and thousands of people are baptized, about 4,000 every day, someplace on this old ball of mud. Unbelievable. Let's go back now to Mindoro. Mindoro Rebels, this is a place we started broadcasting there. We started working with the people about, it's almost three and a half years ago, Adventist World Radio. Actually, 10,000 now have been baptized. 1,200 plus are actual rebels. Uh, have been baptized and their families. They live up in the mountains. This is, this again, this conflict has been going on. It's, they're communists. They want to change the government in the Philippines. It's been going on for about uh, 48 years. 30,000 people have died. But Adventist World Radio started broadcasting. People's lives were changed and we went and we baptized. I baptized myself some of those 1,200 actual rebels. These are assassins. These are not good people. These are people with AK-47s. They shoot people. <laughs> it's terrible. 30,000 in the last 48 years. Wow. Let me show you this video right now. Let's go to it. You'll be amazed. Adventist World Radio has been broadcasting God's last day message to the unreached people groups of the world in their own languages from its very beginning. AWR began 48 years ago in 1971, and our mission and vision have grown beyond all expectations. I believe Jesus is coming very, very soon, and all God's people must take part in spreading the gospel all around the world, all around this old ball of mud. Our expanded focus of AWR 360 broadcast to baptism reaches people not only through the radio, but also through most media platforms, cell phone evangelism, and mobile medical clinics. Now incredible results are happening all over the world because of this enhanced direction, which by the way, was the dream of Alan Steele, the founder of Adventist World Radio. One of those meetings took place one year ago on the island of Manduro in the Philippines. Along with the broadcast, many meetings took place and more than 2,000 were baptized. Then soon after, over 77 new villages turned their lives over to the Lord as the layman radio hosts kept preaching. But then some of the new listeners made a surprise visit to one of our AWR radio broadcasters, Robert Dulai. As he was biking home one day, he saw four strangers at his front door. They told him they were rebels. On March 29, 1969, the New People's Army was formed. Armed with weapons, they gradually infiltrated the country. Their goals have been to overthrow the government and establish a Maoist-style communist regime they regularly ambush police and military forces. Are these men and women to be feared for their brutality, to be rejected and abandoned? Or is God calling his faithful to go out into the highways and byways to preach there too? They pleaded with us 
to send someone to the village to preach, as they had been listening to the radio and wanted to know more about Jesus. It is now four months later. AWR360 is heading to the Forbidden Mountain area, in the midst of where these rebels live. Where Jesus went, he often healed those around him. In like manner, we are bringing in a team of medical laymen who are committed to following God's healing message across the Philippines. Helping take the medical supplies to the staging point is the Philippine military, the 4th Division's Scorpion Unit. Seeing the good work that AWR has done in reaching the rebel soldiers, they put forth their full support of what we are doing. They load the supplies, and before we head out, we have a prayer. AWR, the medical layman, and the military, all praying hand in hand to our God for His blessing in what we are about to do. Finally, after a long and difficult drive, we reach the staging point. As we wait, we notice many porters coming down the trail. They will help carry the supplies the rest of the way up the mountain. This will be a long trip with a very heavy load. Some of the porters are members of the rebel group. Once again, we have a prayer. And then the supplies are loaded for the journey ahead. We say goodbye to the laymen and the villagers as they make their way up the trail. It will be a tiresome trek through the jungles, rivers, and mud. It will take at least eight hours for some to reach the village. For others, it will be an overnight walk. The next morning, we board a small mission helicopter, and it takes us to the top of the mountain. I smile as I relive God's miracles and how He reached the rebellious, militant-minded soldiers that we were about to meet face to face. As the helicopter comes to a halt, I look at the crowd gathered before us. They are lit with smiles. We are welcomed and the natives eagerly give us a tour. It's amazing to see how these precious people live. Then I sit down with Efren, the first one who started listening to AWR. My life was always on edge. I did many things I would rather not talk about. But one day, as I was listening to the radio, something different came on. It was AWR's health program. As I listened, I discovered that these people were helping many with their health problems. They also talked about the supreme healer one whose life was devoted to others rather than himself. This thought appealed to him, and he felt the need to share it with others. Then he began to wonder, who are these people who are sharing this loving message? He knew he had to find out for himself. I had to know more, so I sought out the speaker of this program. I sent fellow members of my unit to invite him to the mountaintop. The road they took down many times had been used to hurt or injure, but this time it was different. My friends asked him, please come preach to us in the mountains. he has a desire to learn more about Jesus. And AWR360 was happy to oblige. Many layman pastors also climbed the mountain to preach. 
and soon many new rebels heard about God through the radio and Bible studies. And they too had the need to share it with others. And then the day came when Ephraim himself walked down the mountain with one final request. I want to be baptized, and so do many others. And so, on top of this once dangerous mountain, layman doctors healed those who were sick, and the mouths were cleaned by the volunteer dentists. Our AWR360 team spoke with many villagers and prayed with many more. Additional rebels arrived because they were interested in witnessing what was going on. Our team preached to them, and then it was time to baptize those who had made their decision for Christ. It was a joyous walk to the baptismal site, and I believe all of heaven was rejoicing with us as we watched Pastor McKee baptize five rebel generals, along with 60 other soldiers. These men who were once killers in the land have now died to self. They have laid down their earthly weapons and exchanged them for a heavenly reward. What I witnessed today was truly a miracle. In one of the most dangerous places on earth, Avenus World Radio boldly went forth so yearning ears could hear the mercy and forgiveness of Jesus. Lives were changed for eternity, and now many more have a new hope of heaven forever. And this is only the beginning. Isn't it amazing how God can touch rebels' hearts and they can give their hearts to Jesus? Their whole lives are changed, their families are changed. Uh, we, we work with them and give them new trades. Wow, I, I know there are about 200 right now waiting to be baptized. We'll go there in a few months and we'll baptize them. We're gonna baptize, we believe, the head general, the whole area and give him an amnesty. Wow, the people, these rebels, they come and they give us their AK-47s and we give them a Bible. Just thrilling, absolutely thrilling. Not long ago, we, Adventist World Radio with uh, total member involvement, we were over in the country of Rwanda. We, we had meetings all across the country, all at the same time. By preaching the good news, the same message that you're hearing, that Jesus is coming again. The same message that we do on Adventist World Radio over a hundred thousand people were baptized at one time. Can you imagine that? That's the biggest sign that Jesus is coming soon. This gospel kingdom is going to all the world. We were in Lusaka, Zambia not long ago. And, and a friend of mine, Bob, Dr. Bob Peck and myself and Kathy, we were talking to the pastors. And we said, you know, why don't we start broadcasting AWR broadcast all over this great city, huge city, the capital of Zambia. And we said, we, could we have 300 meetings? And they said, uh, no, we could have 500. And then they began to talk back and forth. And we decided to do a thousand meetings. Never been done before in one city at one time. A thousand evangelistic meetings in Lusaka, Zambia, all at one time. Broadcast our health message, broadcast the gospel message from our radio stations into Lusaka. Prepared, had meetings, 18,000 people were baptized. I'll never forget that moment. This video that you're going to be watching right now, just have a look at it. 18,000 people. Look at all the people 
being baptized there in the swimming pool. Same thing down in Livingston, Zambia. God is doing wonderful things around the world. It's a sign, my friends. It's a sign that Jesus is coming soon. Revelation 14, 6 says, Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, kindred, tongue, and people. That's the message that God has given us from AWR 360, Broadcast to Baptist. And that's the message that God has given us to give to the world. Same with a loud voice, fear God and give glory to Him, for the hour of His judgment is come. Jesus is coming soon. I want to be ready. By God's grace, Jesus said, remember, I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. Don't you want to be ready? Don't you want to see Jesus coming in the clouds of glory? He's coming. That's what the Bible says. He's coming. Luke 21, 28. Now when these things begin to happen, all the signs we just talked about, when they begin to happen, look up. Lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. Jesus is coming soon. Remember, if you have questions, if you're thinking about giving your heart to Jesus and you want someone to pray with you, text 224-222-0777. Or you can send a WhatsApp message, plus one, 224-222-0777. Do that now, won't you? 224-222-0777. And someone will answer you and pray with you. Wow, what a time to be alive. Just before Jesus comes, I want to be ready, don't you? Amen. Thank you. Let's pray together. Dear Jesus, I thank you for your love. I thank you for the wonderful promise that you're going to prepare a place for us. And if you go and prepare that place, you will come again. Wow, I'm ready. I'm ready. I want this old ball of mud to be finished. And Lord, please come soon. Prepare our hearts and bless us. Help us to know how much you love us. And keep us now until the next meeting in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you for watching. If you want to learn more Bible truth, I invite you to subscribe below. Also click here to watch Earth's final countdown in full. And click here to watch one of my favorite videos. God bless you. I hope you have enjoyed listening to the end time prophetic events. Whether you've never before opened a Bible or have been studying it all your life, you'll gain new insights from this series. By looking at Revelation and Daniel as well as other books of the Bible, you'll find that the Bible itself clearly unlocks the mysteries of Bible prophecies. This will transform what may feel like a confusing book into something clear and understandable. If you want to learn more Bible truth, or ask a Bible question, or perhaps find freedom, healing, and hope in Jesus, please give us a call. Our WhatsApp number is plus one two four zero two 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 zero seven seven seven. We are certain that you'll gain a deeper understanding of Jesus' love for you and emerge with an even closer relationship with Him. For more information, visit us on the web at bible.awr.org or send us an email at bible.awr.org.
Show.